be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The ruler sneered at Jesus and said, If he saved others, let him save himself. If he is the chosen one of God, the Christ of the King. Even the soldiers jeered at him. As they approached to offer him wine, they called out, If you are king of the Jews, save yourself. Above him there was an inscription that read, This is the king of the Jews. Now one of the criminals hanging there reviled Jesus, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. The other, however, rebuking him, said in reply, Have you no fear of God? For you are subject to the same condemnation. And indeed, we have been justly condemned, for the sentence we received corresponds to our crimes. But this man has done nothing criminal. Turning to Jesus, he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He replied to him, Amen, I say to you, Today you will be with me in paradise. The Gospel of the Lord. Recently I was informed by a priest friend of mine who lives nearby that I had to see this video, had to watch this video. And this video just happened to be of the coronation of Queen Elizabeth II. Now, I don't know if anybody has ever seen this, but if you have a streaming service called BritBox, it's worth a watch. It was probably the most glorious, beautiful service in a liturgical setting besides the ordination of a bishop and a priest that I've ever seen because of the understanding and the significance of human interaction of physical objects, of the understanding of why liturgy, the work of the people, is so important. And it's also a time in modern history that you get to hear a lot about God and the importance of God. Now, Father, why are you bringing up this ritual that is blessing a woman to be a queen of a country that we broke off from? Because there's something important, you see, about who we are as a people and about the physical signs. And in one of the moments of her coronation, she receives two swords. And the one sword is blunted, is dull, and is bent. And the other sword is sharp, but is short. Now, why the significance here? You see, the one that is dull, bented, or dull, blunted, and bent is closest to her heart, and it's called the sword of mercy. She, as the queen, she, as the ruler of her nation and her people, is to keep close to her heart that sword of mercy. And the sword of justice, which is sharp, but is also short, is to, temper, is to be tempered by her mercy. It's important that we recognize this because Jesus Christ is our king. Now, there's a famous rapper recently that released a uh, 
album called Jesus is King, and I have not listened to it. I'm not much of a rap person, but here we see again the recognition of Christ as King. And so we come today to our church at the end of another year, another liturgical year. We come to the end of another season. We've listened now for an entire year to the scriptures. We have journeyed with Christ as we prepared for his coming last year during Advent, as we went through Christmas and all the other seasons of the year, as we watched him suffer and die upon the cross, even as we hear it today in our gospel reading. We have journeyed with him for another year. And we come to the end of a year. And we come to a joyous celebration. We come to a joyous time in our lives with thanksgiving upon the horizons where we give thanks and praise not to our own good works but to Almighty God for all that He has given us. We come to a time of preparation as we enter into a new year. And so we come to this special day where we recognize Christ as our Lord and our King. And we come to an opportunity to pause, to reflect, to realize where he has been in our lives, to see where we have missed him, to see where our own eyes we have shielded him out. We pause to give thanks for all of the blessings he has bestowed upon us. And we ask him for the strength so that we can move forward. Life continues forward. Every day our life journey changes. It's not the same yesterday, and it won't be what we expect tomorrow. We can do our best to try to control it, but there's only one person that has total control, and that is Christ, our King. And so we come to this day, this great day of celebration, even though it's dreary outside and it's going to be cold, we come to this day of great celebration and great joy. Because even though we hear a gospel reading that we are so familiar with from our time during Holy Week, and especially on Good Friday, this is one of great celebration. Because Christ says to us that he is the king, and that our king, a good king, the king who leads all, doesn't just lead by telling us what to do, but leads by example. He carried his cross for us showing us what it takes to inherit eternal life. We are not worthy. We are not worthy of his great love and his great mercy. We are not worthy of every good thing that he gives us. And yet he gives it to us anyways because he loves us. Yes, he is a just God, but his justice is tempered with his mercy. And so today, we praise God in him giving us a king, a just king, a loving king, a merciful king. We come before him today praying that we might hear him say to us, Amen, I say to you, to you, you will be with me in paradise. Let us give praise and thanks to Almighty God who has given us so great a king, a king who promises us so much and asks for so little. Let us return to him, giving him our whole heart so that as we enter into this next season, 
this season of preparation that we might not just be preparing our heart for him at Christmas, but being, being preparing our heart for him for when he comes again in glory as a king sitting on his throne, calling us back to himself.